to Outdoor Comedy. It's 6 o'clock. It's Friday night. You're listening to MutinyRadio.fm in .sf. And maybe, maybe you're out on the street here at 21st and Florida and you're ready for the Outdoor Comedy Show. We have a really exciting thing that's happening today. We've never done it before. We have, a, we have the always free house band, unofficial house band, Bobby Weaver, here to sing songs before the comedy so how incredibly exciting is that everybody clap your hands in a while oh also um keep your masks on that's great unless you're actively eating or drinking and uh move your chairs wherever you feel comfortable um you can if there's four of you in a pod you can distance yourself together or move the chairs wherever you feel comfortable etc etc but right now clap your hands wildly for your opening band tonight it's bobby weaver and the unofficial house band Yay! How are y'all doing tonight? Oh. <laughs> I can't hear y'all. <laughs> uh, we're going to go ahead and do this one. This is called um, King of Content. Well, I'm the King of Content. Work just for rent. I don't save money at all. I'm the sultan of slack. You can tell by the way I act that I don't act at all. Well, I don't buy slacks. Anything else that lasts. Seems like it's gas, whiskey, and pot. But every day is a holiday. Even though the 38 dollars in my wallet's all I've got. Well, I'm a rhythm addict. I'm addicted to rhythm. I'm addicted to a lie. Cause I like to think I only smoke when I drink. It turns out that I drink a lot. Well, heavy is a head that wears a crown. Someone's got to be the king of this old town. Don't leave it up to me, because I'll burn it down. Heavy is a head that wears a crown. Well, I make straight C's. I can't spell over a cheese. I can quit anything except for this old guitar. Good drugs and candy bars. It turns out I also like to sing. Well, I always feel like I'm apologizing. Got an unpaid bill to Verizon. Mel, do you think that I could use your phone? Because the people down there at the bank, they're good at math and they know how to think. And they think that I'm overdrawn. And I'm always running 20 minutes late. And there's so much traffic on the interstate. So I guess at home is where I'll stay. Cause Jimmy at the pawn shop knows the deal. He knows that grandpa's purple heart's real. I can make it rent in just one day. Cause heavy is a head that wears a crown. Someone's gotta be the king of this old town. Don't leave it up to me cause I'll burn it down. Heavy is a head that wears a crown. Well, I'm the king of content. I just paid rent, got a 20 left, let's blow it all. Yeah. Hey-o. King of Content. Hello. Did you ever hear that? Sorry. Well, 
By the way, guys, I'm Bobby Weaver. Uh, I play musician and uh, tell jokes. do another original song this is called vanity well i never compliment a narcissist prettiest people are the ugliest and you're so vain i bet you think i'm talking about you some people like to think that the shit don't stink just because they got a little money in the bank shit hits the fan and they can't wipe their own ass and everybody wants to be somebody Somebody else Cause they don't like what they see Cause they cover up the books all they read But the man in the mirror can see it's all vanity So if you are a bully, I'll be your huckleberry You ain't that tough, buddy, you don't scare me Why don't you try to pick on somebody your own size? Getting punched in the mouth ain't according to plan What a man can take is what makes a man Wise men count their blessings Fools count their problems And everybody wants to be somebody Somebody else Cause they don't like what they see And they cover up the books all they read But the man in the mirror can see it's all vanity Everybody wants to be somebody Somebody else Cause they don't like what they see Cause they cover up the books all they read But the man in the mirror can see it's all vanity Yeah, that man in the mirror can see it's all vanity Wow I was supposed to tell some jokes See, uh, I can't even read the notes. Well, we're going to do another song. This is called Monkey in the Middle of My Business. Well, I got a monkey, a monkey in the middle, middle of my business, telling me to live a little. He was so cute and cuddly when he was little. Little pot, little, he got bigger and bigger. He is such a big shot now. Every night's out on the town, he drinks my bank account. Well, who's the big shot now? Cause my monkey always hangs around. And my monkey don't ever want to come down. So if you need a friend, someone to carry you through, don't get no monkey if you know what's good for you. Cause I got a monkey, a monkey in the middle, middle of my business, telling me to live a little. He was so cute and cuddly when he was little. Little by little, he got bigger and bigger. He is such a big shot now. Every night's out on the town, he drinks my bank account. Well, who's the big shot now? Cause my monkey always hangs around. Yeah, my monkey don't ever want to come down. So if you need a friend, someone to carry you through, 
Don't get no monkey if you know what's good for you. Yeah, don't get no cute little cuddly monkey if you know what's good for you. <laughs> you want the handyman? All right, I'll play with you. Here we go. Well, I lay pipe. And I hammer holes. And I can't put your fire out with my water hose. And there ain't no link my ladder can't reach if your cat gets stuck in a tree. Call me if you need a head up your handyman. Cause I lay pipe and I waller out holes. And I can't put your fire out with my water hose. And when I work, I take off my shirt, so take my phone number. Call me if you need a head up your handyman. Cause I lay pipe and a hammer holes. And I can't put your fire out with my water hose. I'll get your carpet cleaner than Stanley Steamer. Take my phone number. Call me if you need a head up your handyman. Yeah, call me if you need a head up your handyman. Handyman. Not a lot of money in my pocket. But the cost of living on the street's cheap. And I'm not a man of means by no means. So I got all I need. You never work a day in your life when you do what makes you happy. And loving the life you live is living life of luxury. And I could buy sushi on my EBT. I got all I need. Sleeping in a sleeping bag under them stars with my fluffy puppies. It ain't hard for me and my dogs to fall fast asleep. And I got friends and family that love me, so I got all I need. A little something, it's always better than nothing. When it don't take you much to get by. So 
So I'll take all of the love you got to give me, yeah. And I'll have all I need. Not a lot of money in my pocket. But the cost of living on that street's cheap. And I'm not a man who means by no means. I got all I need. Never work a day in your life when you're doing what makes you happy. Loving the life you live is living life of luxury. Yeah, I can buy that sushi on my EBT. I got all I need. Sleeping in a sleeping bag under them stars with my fluffy puppies. It ain't hard for me and my dogs to fall fast asleep. Yeah, I got friends and family that love me. I get all I need. A little something is always better than nothing. When it don't take you much to get by. So I'll take all love, the love you got to give me, yeah. And I'll have all I need. Yeah, I'll have all I need. Something like that. No, no, I was not into you. I was not into you. No, people think I was into you, but I was not into you. I promise you. It definitely wasn't. Yeah. Huh? Uh, now I'm the king of swinger, baby. Jungle VIP. I've reached the top and I've had to stop, and that's what's been bothering me. I wanna be a Midland Cub and stroll right in town. Can't be just like all them other men. I'm tired of monkeying around. What should we do? Wanna be like you? Wanna walk like you and talk like you too? See, it's true that a neighbor like me ain't left to be human too. Like you and talk like you too. See, it's true that an ape like me ain't left to be human too. Now, don't try to kid me, man, cub. Just clue me what to do. Give me that power. A man's been flower. I can be like you. I made a deal with you, man, cub. You know what I desire. What I require is man's been fire. I can be like you. What's she been to? I wanna be like you. I wanna walk like you and talk like you do. See, it's true that a neighbor like me ain't let be human too. Ain't let be human too. Get that kazoo one more time. 
Something like that. <laughs> Bobby Weaver. Bobby Weaver in the house band, everybody. He is the house band. He is the band. He's a band. Oh, there you go. You're gonna making. Hey, come talk to me. Making moves out on the corner. I want to get you in the unofficial band. I gotta get you in that band, man. I think it was amazing that all y'all gave him an applause break after he played the kazoo. Like he was playing. But he was playing, you're playing a guitar and you're singing like songs you've written of your own volition from your own mind and your own heart and strumming them with the sole of your fingers and you get a clap break for a kazoo. There is irony there, which is like a... Wait, I'm and that's, and that's fantastic, but what I'm saying is that kazoo is like the one the one instrument that takes no skill whatsoever. <laughs> you just have to breathe. Okay. Whereas, no, you did. I just think I can play kazoo. I can't play guitar. I. Uh, you can negate me all day long. It's if you seen his lips pucker up exercising. If I had seen his lips pucker up, my God. If I had a nickel. Uh, that's what your first comedian says because he is the manager of a strip club. So he often says, if I had a nickel, and he does. Uh, they don't throw, they actually don't throw change at strippers anymore. That's not cool. That's considered taboo. Uh, but uh, he, he has to get up early tonight because he's got to go, he's got to go work at, uh, at the strip club. It's the coolest job in the world, I think. Put your hands together, everybody, for your first comedian of the night, Mark Neuer. Yay! Oh shit, I didn't. No F swears yet. I can say shit all I want. Have you guys heard this theory why people have no culture? Have you heard this? You've heard, I know you've heard this. You, you invented it, didn't you? God bless you. You wanna take credit for meatloaf? <laughs> you want sloppy Joes? An old man witch. You want a man witch? Who wants that? It's probably dirty white people stuff, then, huh? Probably. Think so. Think I'm pretty sure that those, both those things were invented in Modesto. Right next to the trailers that cook meth. More white culture. More white culture. Methamphetamine. It's not pretty, but it's mine. You know what I mean? It's mine. It's mine. Sorry. You know. Don't open my closet, then, you know? This guy is going to go get someone pregnant today. God bless you. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> he knows what it is. I think, I think his jacket says Merced, which is right next to Modesto. <laughs> it's, it's right in between the meth and the crack epidemic in the 209. I'm from the Central Valley of California. Is this on? No. I'm from the Central Valley of California. And uh, it's like Stockton, Modesto area. A lot of people don't know where that's at. 
And uh, this one time after a show, this guy came up to me. He was like, I've heard of Modesto. I've been to Modesto. I went to rehab in Modesto. I was like, that's like going to Epstein's Island to stop fucking kids. Oh, there was the first one and last one. But it was it was the it was my punchline. Okay, you're right. We'll move on to the next one. It's like going to Epstein's Island to stop banging children. <laughs> there there it is. Good. It, it, does that feel better on the soul? That feel better on the soul. I hope so. It's because Modesto is like that's what we already went over. It's where meth was invented. So it's kind of ass backwards, sir. Your hat was invented there too. I don't know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's from George Lucas's closet. You know where George Lucas is from? Modesto, California. You're welcome. That's Star Wars white culture. Mine. So it was made in. It's from. It's Modesto. Who left their dog in the car? Yeah, there you go. Someone call CPS. Jesus Christ. But in San Francisco, if you're in San Francisco, you can kind of get away with leaving your animals, children, inside of locked vehicles. Because it's, it's like, I made them feel uncomfortable. <laughs> it's just not hot here, you know what I mean? Like, even if what it gets three times the temperature... What is it, 30 degrees right now? My nipples are <laughs> frozen. Yeah, I work inside of a strip club. I don't just dress like a school I don't just dress like a school shooter for fun. I get paid for it. It's my day job. I live inside of a strip club, too, so that you don't have to. <laughs> You're welcome. I love living inside of my job. I just, it's hard. I, like, when do I start work? You know? Do I start work when I clock in, or do I start work when I turn on all the lights? So that I can see when I come out of my room and use the restroom. Is that when work starts? Because I turned on the lights. Lights are on. They need to be on for work. Do I start getting paid? No. Where did you get your entire outfit from, sir? Because I want to buy it. Can I purchase you? Oh, is he too is he too dark skinned? Is he too brown for me to say things like that? My bad. I don't want to purchase you as a human. <laughs> I just want to buy your hole. That's all I want. I just want to. I just want. It's a scratch and sniff scenario. Just like living in a strip club. It's really a scratch and sniff situation. I love my job so much. Hey, you guys hear that Dr. Dre had an aneurysm? He did. No, I swear to God. No, DMX died. We know. Let's move on. You're watching an artist who didn't overdose last night, okay? I could have, and I didn't. Professional. I don't smoke crack. Sorry, DMX. Stop. You should have stopped years ago. Years ago. What do you want? You, you want to smoke crack forever and live? You can't. You can't do it, DMX. I'm sorry. <laughs> you guys are all huge DMX fans. I know. <laughs> I know. God bless you. Dr. Dre had an aneurysm. We found out about it. 
The sniper's up there, ladies and gentlemen. I see him. Where's JFK? Protect him. Um, Dr. Dre, he had an aneurysm. You heard about this? He did. He had an aneurysm. We all found out about it through the internet when he was in the hospital. And when I have an aneurysm, because I will, when I have an aneurysm, no one's going to know. <laughs> no one will ever find out. And it's not just because you drop something. It's not just because I'm an unknown stand-up comedian on 21st in Florida. It's because I live inside of a strip club. No one's going to find me. My, it's like my, my own mother won't even know. I'm just going to become the carpet. I'm just going to disintegrate. It's gonna, it, I, I'm going to be the carpet. You're going to be getting a lap dance someday. You're going to be like, wow, that's a huge cum stain. She's going to be like, nope, that's Mark Neuer. And you're like, who's that? She's like, time's up. No time. No time left. Pay me more money. We could talk about it. It's strange being a pimp with a W-2. It's really a weird thing. No, it, it, well, what do you want me to say? You want me to lie to you? I'm not, I have no time. I have no time to lie to you. A pimp with a W-2. And the thing is, is I'm a, I'm a good pimp. You know what I mean? I treat them like employees because they are. Not like the whores that they really are, you know? Oh, my God. I suck dick for money. I don't give a fuck. Oh, that, that's my time, ladies and gentlemen. Make it loud for Mark Neuer. Make it loud for Pam Benjamin. I love you guys so much. Have a good night. job this one works right there we go he works he works in a strip club did he mention that did he did he forget to mention that he works in a strip club no that's uh, it's called the crazy horse it's on sixth and market it's lovely yeah there used to be an open mic there upstairs and i loved it it was called the sweet spot and um i always used to take my clothes off because where else to take your clothes off at an open mic than a strip club <laughs> like where else is the appropriate place to do that also i have no problem taking my clothes off i've worked real hard for this and I don't get to show it off very much, so I like to do that. That was Mark Neuer, yay! Like I said, he went he went first because he um he has to go be a pimp with a W two. It's a good enough punchline that I'll repeat it. Oh, the sun's nice now. The wind went away. Hey, I changed the configuration so that only I'm blinded. You can all see. That's fine. I'm blinded by the light. Are you Jeff Siv? Oh, okay. All right, sweet. It's hard to tell with the masks and the nice to see you. It's been a while. Here we are on the street looking at everybody in the sunshine. Hey, neighbor. Cool. So uh, I let him go up first because he had to leave. I usually open the show and, try show and try to warm you up. Everybody feeling warm? I feel good in the sunshine now. I was freezing earlier. I was like, ah. My fingers were cold, and I was like, is it just menopause? It's. I'm just blaming everything on menopause right now. I'm like, oh, I'm horny. Is it menopause? <laughs> I think that is actually menopause. The good thing about menopause is that I have uh, ooh, my, my, my sex levels way up. Uh, the bad thing about menopause is I smell like a 14-year-old boy. <laughs> yeah, pastrami and corn chips, not my choice. <laughs> I don't even eat pastrami. I smell like pastrami. I wanted to, our neighbor Creek is here, which is exciting. And uh, I know he's a vegan, even though he never tells me. And I don't, I'm not here to make fun of vegans. I'm not here to do that. I'm actually here to save the vegans. I have ideas on how to save vegans, right? You, you don't get the joy of eating cheese. Who loves cheese? I mean, I'm like, I'd, all I ate today was cheese and bread. Like, that's what I survive off of. Anybody love cheese? Cheese, 
Yeah, that's why we when we smile and take a picture, what do we say? Cheese. We all love cheese. Everyone loves cheese. Vegans, no cheese. You're eating this cashew cheese, not cheese. I would be in a bad mood, too. I'd always have that look of, like, superiority if I had to eat cashew cheese. So I thought, I'm going to save the vegans, and I want to do this with 100% consent-based milk. Right? So, like, vegans breastfeed their children. Right? So what if we take breast milk, consent-based, and turn it into cheese? You know about breast milk. Breast milk has 22% fat. It is a great cheese. It's great for making cheese. I understand. You don't want to enslave cows. You don't want to murder their babies and then take their juice and drink it. I get it. Let's not enslave the cows. But why not the women? Haven't we been doing that for years anyways? But this time we'll actually pay them for their breast milk because you don't get that when you have no one pays you. It's so funny. I think that Marx was actually the first feminist. He just didn't know it. You know, he talks about the value of labor. When women have babies, what is it called? Labor. You ever seen one get paid? No. Also, Marx, what does he value? The means of production. What are women? Literally, the means of production. Marx was an accidental feminist. That is what's happening. Do I smoke too much weed? Is that too much? <laughs> Did I go from... That might be possible. So the beauty of if, if I decide to milk my own breasts and make cheese out of them, I, I smoke and eat so much marijuana that what I would create is TH cheese. <sighs> and the big question is, can I get high off my own supply? I, I hope so. Uh, then I'd finally get weed singularity. Read, joint, reach, reach. That's the word I was reaching for. I'd reach weed singularity. Vegans. You eat bread, right? Yeah. All right. I bake bread. I bake bread like four or five times a week. I bake a lot of bread. So I've been thinking about it. And vegans eat it. And I just don't understand. Because you take yeast entire cultures of yeast and you make them alive and you feed them and you give them sugar and then they like they burp and fart into your bread dough and they you kind of enslave them to do your bidding and then they make your bread all fluffy and then you heat up the oven and you murder entire cultures <laughs> bread is some nazi shit bro like a cow we're just killing one cow but when you eat bread you're eating thousands of cultures no vegans crazy i don't am i just pointing out the hypocrisies in the world should we just keep going i want to abduct a fifth grader because i want to win the science fair i want to start with the th cheese thing i want to figure out if you can take women who haven't had babies and pump their breasts and make milk a just just i think it's a fun science experiment but i i want to get a fifth grader and i want to do an anthropological study everything we know in the entire world is false based on one fact right the T-Rex. Everybody think of the T-Rex bones right now. T-Rex, right? Huge, biggest, coolest dinosaur. Big, beefy legs. Tiny little arms, man. Yeah, big. Articulated spine from his head to his tail. And yet, and yet there's this weird hip cap that like 
forces him over so that he can walk on big, beefy legs. The hubris of man to make the biggest, coolest dinosaur walk on two legs, dummies. If you look at the dinosaur bones, he has no breastbone. Every bird I've ever deboned has a breastbone. If you take that huge hip cap and you flip it around and make it into a breastbone, those big, beefy legs become big, beefy wings. T-Rex was a dragon. No? All the dragon mythology, where's it come from? The Chinese love the dragons. They've got a whole parade. They've got people in dragon suits. The Japanese tattooing dragons, all of them. The girl with the Danish girl with the dragon tattoo. Everyone's into dragons. St. George and the dragon? Tell me a myth. Tell me a thing that doesn't have dragons. Oh, there's no dragons? The T-Rex was a dragon. Do I smoke too much weed? <laughs> I've convinced like five fifth graders that this is truth. They're like, you're the smartest person alive. I'm like, I know. That's why they're paying me 20 bucks an hour to hang out with you. <laughs> I'm the smartest person alive. Vegans. Uh, my other science experiment that I want to win the science fair from, uh, I'm, a, I'm an alcoholic and I throw up in the morning a lot. Does anybody else do that? Anybody else drink? Drink some water. Sometimes you drink a glass of water and you count the time and then you vomit. and blah. So what I want to do for a science fair project is I want to get a small child and I'm going to take the glass of water from the refrigerator and it's what, like 39 degrees, right? I pound that water and then you see how long it takes for me to vomit, but I do it into a cup and then the child takes the temperature of the water so I can find out how many calories I burned being an alcoholic. You took chemistry, whoever laughed is taking chemistry. No one else, is that too smart? I don't wanna have to TED talk it, but raising one ounce of water one degree is a calorie and then we can okay never mind I won't do I won't do my other book jokes I shouldn't talk about the Bible either huh nobody reads here I'm a witch I can read ah I'm a witch uh, my pronouns are us and we a lot of people say well wait you're like a Satanist and I say no if I was a Satanist I'd be much more successful <laughs> I do have a Lucifer jacket though it's cool Hey, this young, beautiful crowd, look at these young, beautiful people. I know I have abortions older than you. I know, I know for a fact. <laughs> um, had my first abortion in 1995, 26 years ago. You know, 26 years ago. Only one regret about that first abortion, and that's that I didn't have the kid. Well, because right now I could be having sex with all of his friends. So that's all of his friends. Mistakes. I've actually had to start dating young Latino men because I got tired of young white men calling me mommy. <laughs> so cute. Now they just call me mommy. <laughs> yeah, I like that. That's good. That's fun. More one-liners. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get out of here in a second. It's weird, usually we do it over there and you can hear yourself and this time it's like it's so, but I'm, I'm loud enough, right? I'm always loud, I'm screaming all the time, so it's fine. When I was little, my parents would always say, we're right here, Pam, we're, we're right, we're right here. <laughs> we can, and I'd like, you're, you can hear me, but you're not listening. Oh, <laughs> uh, sorry, I didn't mean to bring it down like that. It's okay, hi. Anybody else, anybody else not get along with their parents? Just me? I had a dream the other night that Bjork was my therapist. And I'm looking up, I'm looking up at Bjork in this dream, and I'm like, Bjork, why is my mom not proud of me? 
and she looks down and she says, the clouds and the polar bear only steps in the same river once. Don't let parrots lie to you. And then I woke up and I was like, ah! <laughs> At least I wasn't dreaming about Leonardo DiCaprio. That was I used to have a bit an, an inception joke. You can get chairs. There's like a chair there and there's a chair there. You can move them to anywhere you feel comfortable, like where you're distanced. I mean, obviously not in like the street street because cars go by and I don't want you to die or anything. Like I'm not going to give you instructions about. Um, yeah, you, and you got to be careful. I was hit by a car in this neighborhood. It's scary. All right, I'll end, I'll end with this before we get on to our next comedian. Uh, I'm really, I like, is anybody else like world premiere soccer? Soccer lovers, anyone? Yeah, soccer, yeah. You know what I love about soccer? Finally, I get to watch hot 23-year-old men make goals. <laughs> Making goals, it's what they're doing for a living. Cool. All right, uh, we've got a great rest of the show for you. I'm really glad it goes this way, so I'm the only one that's blinded. Yeah, make yourself comfortable. Keep your masks on. Be safe. Be distanced. I'm super excited to bring up your next one. Your next comedian. He's one of my favorite people on the scene. He's so funny. Put your hands together for Peter Struckmeyer. Yay! One more time. Another round of applause for Pam Benjamin. Uh, Pam Benjamin. What a wholesome name for a woman who squirts with her cats. You know the bit I'm talking about, right? You've heard Pam do the thing where she's like, I masturbate with my cats, but I don't actually masturbate with them. But I don't not not masturbate with the cats. Like, you hear the name Pam Benjamin, and you're like, aw, she's going to, like, bake me some cookies. Oh, no, she will. They'll have weed in them. All right, enough about women. Gay stuff! All right, we need to talk about how fabulous the new Lil Nas X music video is. Has everyone here seen it? We know what we're talking about. Okay. See, I listen to music by men, too. For those of you who have no idea what I'm talking about, Lil Nas X, gay rapper, just released a music video, Montero. And the whole thing is fabulous. It's like he's in drag, he's in multicolored wigs, he's making out with religious figures who are like also his lovers in this music video. Like at one point he's in the Garden of Eden ass. <laughs> and he's like, call me what you want, call me what you need, call me in the morning, I'll be on my way. And then, just as he's about to go up to heaven, he's like, mm, JK, rides a stripper pole down to hell. And he's like, call me by your name and tell me you love me in private. And then, when he finally gets to hell, he bottoms for Satan. He's like, I want to feel on your body. I want to feel on your ass in Hawaii. I want that jet lag from fucking and flying. Shoot a child in your mouth while I'm riding. So yes, this whole music video is just very gay and very satanic. And it's a very good depiction of the Republican Party. 
Like, as you're watching it, you're like, huh, is he giving a lap dance to the devil or Rick Santorum? But then you're like, no, 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 it can't be, because Rick Santorum would definitely be the bottom. And it just goes to show, like, how sacrilege us gays are, that the entire time there's, like, blood being sacrificed at altars, and we're like, mm, but the choreo and the makeup is on point. So we stand our queen. Yes. Like, you have the religious right who are pissed that Satan is even in this. They're like, ah, he's the devil. And then you've got the left who are totally missing the point, who are like, excuse me, the devil's pronouns are she and they. In other uh, important news, my love life continues to not go well. Make some noise if you also haven't had sex in the pandemic. That's it? Come on! You whore! Shame on you! The CDC is like, be alert, be vigilant, and all of you are like, <laughs> Where's the man with the kazoo? I'm jealous of it. No, like, I went on a date last week, and um, very tame. You know, I ate the sausage on my plate, not the one in his pants. But, um, I don't know. It's just, like, I thought we were having a really good time. And then the next day, he texted me to ask if I want to go camping. Asking a gay man if he wants to go camping should be a hate crime, just to be clear. Like, what makes you think I'm going to do well at camping? All right, the only camp I understand is drag, and let me tell you, stilettos and mud do not mix. Hey, right, there are no iPhone chargers in camping. Lady Gaga has not gone camping in a single one of her music videos, and you know what? I'm not going to go camping in any of mine. Like, when I said I like to be punished, this wasn't what I meant. Like, it's two gay men. How do you think camping is going to go for us? Is it going to be like Snow White and the Seven Dwarves? Like, we're just going to show up to the forest in, like, red lipstick and a blue ball gown? Do you think we're going to practice our best falsetto as we prance around with the birds? Like, No, like one of us is going to get there and then be like, ew, a squirrel. Like gays only hit that high note when they're bottoming for a bear. And let me tell you, the bears that are in the wilderness are not the same ones that give you a hand job in the fitness SF steam room. Like this is the only fairy tale in scope, just to be clear. Although there is one detail of Snow White that will definitely still apply to us. Uh, no matter where we go, we will definitely be preyed on by seven short men. Every gay bar's got them. You got your seven dwarves. You got your sissy, sassy, sparkly, skanky, sloppy, slutty, and shitty. And then you've got me showing up with my stiffy. So yeah, the gay relationship with nature is an interesting one. Um, there's just a lot of animals you have to keep track of. We have bears, we have cubs, we have otters. What I'm trying to tell you is, yes, I've cruised at the zoo. 
I went up to the zookeeper and was like, sir, I'm here to see your very large and impressive snake. And now I am banned from the reptile house at the San Francisco Zoo. Not for doing anything lewd in public, no. Like, you can do that in San Francisco. What you're not supposed to do, apparently, is you're not allowed to break into the python's cage and put it around your shoulders so you can rehearse the 2001 Britney Spears VMAs performance. If you know, you know. And for those of you who don't, Britney Spears has like this big python around her and she's wearing this like sparkly skirt while she sings I'm a slave for you. Like, all you people look at me like I'm a little girl. What did you ever think it'd be okay for me to step into this world? I ran out of jokes. I'm just going to keep doing this. Always saying, little girl, don't step into the club. I'm just trying to find out why, because dance is what I love. Now watch me. Uh, get it, get it, get it, get it. Yeah, uh, the zookeeper saw me do that, and he was like, you're not allowed to back here until you work on that choreography, girlfriend. <laughs> All right, that is my time. I am Peter Struckmeyer. <laughs> Ordinarily, I would stay around and be a supportive comic, but I'm trying to get laid later, so with none of you. Um, one more round of applause for the woman who squirts with her cats. You need to clap more because he's been practicing that dance since he was 12 years old. More clapping. I'm sorry, you couldn't hear because that guy's been driving that car since he was 12 years old. Or his dick is the size of a 12-year-old's. Either way, that was a beautiful dance, and I know you've been practicing it forever. Peter Struckmeyer, hooray! All right, I'm taking these away as I'm putting them up. Because there's new, oh God, really? Is your life, are you that boring in real life that you have to sound? I mean, if you have nothing to say with your voice, I guess you say it with your car. I don't know how that works. I'm sorry, nobody likes that. Am I punching down? Punching down on NASCAR? I'm sorry. You guys all have nice cars? You have cars? How do you, who has a car in San Francisco? You have a car? Oh, okay, see that makes sense. You can't live in San Francisco because you're paying rent for two. You're paying rent for yourself and rent for your car. Uh, because the meter maids. Uh, bundle up, Buttercup, it's coming out. Your next comedian, she's a really, really funny lady, and she has a podcast here on Tuesdays from 4 to 6. She's the one to introduce me to Bobby Weaver and the house band, and he's on her show all the time. Clap your hands right now in a slappy-like motion for Rachel Pinson. Yeah, that's right. We're just trying to ride on the fame of the coattails of Bobby Weaver. So we're like, come on, come on, Bobby. Entertain people so we don't have to. All right, so I just want to say something, and I know some of you weren't here, but when Mark Neuer was here, he was making a, uh, a comment about how white culture totally exists. And then he offered to buy a whole person, and if that's not white culture, <laughs> what is? He did not buy that. That person is still here. <laughs> we saw through the white supremacy 
of that joke. So <laughs> I feel really lucky to be here, you guys. Like, not only did I survive, we all survived the craziest year in any of our histories ever, right? It's amazing. I feel so lucky. And, like, just before I came here, I was in a hit and run. And I got away with it. Luck is on my side. Speaking of luck, I, I, I recently, I had a COVID scare. I did because my friend sent me a message and said, hey, after I hung out with you, I started to feel a little sick. And then I got really responsible. And I, I was like, okay, I want to do the right thing. I went and I got a rapid COVID test. And then I felt like I was on the Maury COVID show. Because I get my results back and it said, Rachel Pinson, you are not the spreader. And I'm like, ha ha, I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Who else have you been joining? Sharing joints with you. <laughs> I didn't. It wasn't me. It wasn't me, you know? She's a hypochondriac and I'm a gaslighter, so. <laughs> What's there to say? <laughs> I don't know. Me and my boyfriend quit drinking together, so now I drink alone. <laughs> you want to get a drink later? Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't have a boyfriend. Thanks to COVID, it was perfect. It was a perfect time to break up with a clingy boyfriend because I'm like, yo, man, if you're not going to give me the 100 yards that the court ordered, you can at least <laughs> give me the six feet that the CDC recommends, dude. <laughs> right? G give me that for safety, for the health and safety of all of us. I did this mic the other day, and it was in Castro Valley, which is a different world from here. Hey, what's up, man? According to Pam, he's trying to tell me something, so I'm trying to listen. All right. And some guy just pulls my mask down. I go into a bar and some guy just pulls my mask down. And I was like, yo, dude, can you just grab my ass at this point? Because that's less of a public safety issue. Like, just fine, I'll breathe into your face, you weirdo. What the fuck? You know, I don't want to yuck someone's yum, you know. But, but I also feel comfortable wearing a mask. I don't know. Maybe because it hides my beer breath. Maybe because it hides my double chin. I'm not sure. I like it when my boss can't smell my beer breath, so I wear the mask. I don't want people to recognize me. Yeah, I got fired, just so you know. Yeah, it didn't work. It didn't work. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, so I think that uh, I think that we do a disservice to men, and um, I really do, okay, like, because toxic masculinity, by the time that a kid that, that a, a boy is a child, you know, we're like, don't cry, don't ever cry, don't let anyone see your emotions, that's not manlike. No, hold it back, go do sports or join the army, kill those people, do anything but cry. And it's not fair, it's not fair, because crying is like the first thing we learn to do to survive. We come out of, of the womb and we cry and then our, our needs are attended to and that's something that we learn and it's so important and cleansing and necessary to human growth. And we tell men not to do it. So I'm going to provide a service. I'm trying to make as many men cry as I can. All right? As many of them, I'll, I'll date them, I'll cheat on them. They can fucking cry while they, oh, sorry. They can effing cry while they key my car. You know, let it out. Let it out. It's good for you, you know? And why stop there? Like, why start at men? I could uh, start with little boys when they're young, you know? Tell them that they're the reason that their mother's career never took off. And if that doesn't work, kick him in the balls or something. I don't know, but they need to cry. More men need to cry. That's my soapbox. 
It wasn't a joke. Maybe it will be someday. Who knows? Hey, thanks. You need to cry later? Hit me up. Uh, <laughs> I'll make you cry. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> this is fun, you guys. I'm glad you're here. I'm glad we're all here. Are there any queer people in the audience? Yeah? Well, my preferred pronoun is you. <laughs> <laughs> That's called pandering because I know that San Francisco is super gay. I, uh, <laughs> I mean, I love living in San Francisco. Like, I grew up in, in Ohio, and things were different, you know? Like, uh, I had lesbian parents, and it was – I always had to answer all these weird questions growing up. People would be like, oh, you have two moms. That's weird. Was it rough? Are you going to turn gay or something? I'm like, dude, I don't think that's how it works. Like, I don't think – that's and then now I, I moved to San Francisco and it's like a, a, a different question. It's like, oh man, two moms in the Midwest. That's weird. Was it rough? And I'm like, yes, yes, it was weird. We didn't even have an ocean. We just had a lake you can set on fire. And as as far as turn, yeah, you remember history, yeah. <laughs> and as far as turn queer goes, it's like, how many licks does it take before your college experiment turns gay? <laughs> does anyone know? I'm doing an independent college study on this. <laughs> I'm going to need <laughs> feedback. <laughs> yeah, I, I like living in San Francisco. I really do. People are really environmentally conscious um, and health conscious. I, I saw a guy who was like raw dogging a needle with a mask on. And I'm like, you're doing that for my health and safety. That's really nice, you know? <laughs> I see this guy taking a, a, a used piece of tinfoil and take a used needle to freebase heroin off of it. I'm like, reduce, reuse, relapse, you know? That's so good. Let's keep it out of the oceans. Keep the pollution out of the oceans, people. People are, uh, are really concerned for me sometimes, you know? I, I, I feel really like, like the community is looking out because there was this old dude in a wheelchair by a bus stop, and he was really concerned for me. He goes, oh, girl. Man, you're really young to be out on these streets. What are you, like 19, like 18, like 17? I'm like, wow, he really concerned. You know? And I'm like, whoa, I, I, I'm concerned for you. Like, what are you, like 18, like 14? Like, are you a 12-year-old runaway? Should I call your parents? It's getting out of hand. I think I'm engaged. Not to that guy, to this other guy, because he came up to me and was like, I love the, uh, I was at a bus stop, and here's my story, jokes, being a woman alone. So <laughs> this guy comes up, and he's like, oh, man, I, I, ha I saw you in my dream, and for centuries we've been married, and we're married in my dreams, and we're going to be together, and we're going to be together longer than you'll ever realize. And then he proposed to me with a half-eaten piece of bread, <laughs> and I took it to be polite. So I think that means I'm engaged. So welcome to my engagement party. And I was like, yeah, dude, totally. We're totally married in your dreams. In your dreams. And he set himself up for that. So I'm like, hey, hey, man, all right. <laughs> I, uh, I'm too approachable, I think, is, uh, is the issue. You know, like I see some ladies with resting bitch face. I have a resting helpful lady face. And it sucks. And uh, people ask me for directions. I don't know where I'm going. Like, don't ask me for directions. I'll just make shit up and make your night an adventure, all right? I only look like I'm I'm friendly. I'm deceptive. You heard the thing earlier about the kid kicking kids in the balls or whatever. So 
Like, I can't sit alone on public transportation. People will sit right next to me no matter what they smell like because I, I, I look safe. You know, I'm like, dude, six feet, come on. <laughs> but I think the worst case of helpful lady face I've ever had was when I was at a concert and a stranger just hands me their baby and says, will you take her? She's scared. <laughs> scared. She's about to be more scared. You think I'm not going to sell that fucking baby? Like, oh, no, that was two. Am I kicked off? One minute. All right. All right. I F-bombed my way to one minute left. You guys want to hear one more minute of my nonsense? <laughs> but I, I found a way um, I found a way to get those people to leave me alone. Do you want to know my secret? Do you want to know my secret to get men to leave me alone? All I have to do is let them get me pregnant. <laughs> and then they never talk to me again. It's great. It works. It works. It worked at one time, you know? So st I'm sticking with it. <laughs> Yeah, uh, people in San Francisco are really friendly. I was at a bus stop, and this gentleman pulls up in a car. He rolls his window down. He says, hey, baby girl, do you need a ride? I'm like, wow, that's so sweet, you know? This guy offered me a ride, a job, and he says he can protect me. <laughs> I'm like, no, dude, I'm a strong, independent hustler. I don't need a man to help me sell my body, you know? I'm a feminist. Like, what is, what is he coming? Yeah, I don't know. People are really sensitive when it comes to language, though. I realize here in California, I can't use the R word anymore. Like, any time I try to even accuse someone of being a, a Republican, uh, they get so mad. <laughs> I get so, but I get it. It's because they put a retard in the White House, you know. All right. That's my time. Thanks, Pam. Thanks, everyone, for being here. Also, I'm Bobby Weaver's uh, manager, so if you want to book him, yeah. Are you Bobby Weaver's manager now? Amazing. Oh, he didn't know. No, making connections here. That was exciting. Just, I love that you laughed at all of her like feminist jokes and stuff. I heard you from inside, and I was just like, oh, yeah. I want to tell you a feminist joke. I mean, do you want a feminist joke? Have you heard my feminist jokes? Yeah. <laughs> well, no, so um, language is political. That was Rachel Pinson. Yay, Rachel Pinson. She's political. I mean, all language is political, but she's a political person, right? Like she, She's free in her lifestyle, and she lives a differing lifestyle and it's beautiful and wonderful and she's very feminist and it's incredible she owns herself right and we used to get owned <laughs> or be owned my favorite thing is when the, i say i you know what i want to do some feminist jokes but i don't want to be too heavy-handed with it do you know where the term heavy-handed comes from it comes from beating your wife but not too hard so you don't leave a mark <laughs> language they always get so weirded out too about all the cliches you have to use them over and over and over for them to become a cliche so what's all this violence towards cats like who's got the cats in the bag and why do we want to skin them all the time like what is happening with these cats there's more than one way to skin a cat no there's not don't ever skin a cat why it's like my best friend why would you want to I'm just going to do a comedy show for you one day, Jess. I'm just going to sit you down and just do all my jokes for you. Uh, but <laughs> is Jeff Siv here? The guy from far away who asked for a guest set because he's Andrea's show later and isn't, he's not. No, no, it's Jeff. His name was Jeff. This is, this is Buck Evans. He's a different person. Okay, so the Jeff guy didn't show up, but Vishal is here. You are here. Are you okay? You want to, are you ready? Did I just, I just sprung it upon you. I just didn't even tell you like, when or where, but you're professional, you're fine. He's great. Look, he did that. He knows where his light is, too. He looks right in the sun. He's like, is this the best light for a picture? <laughs> Ding. <laughs> like, you can use that in stock footage later. Put your hands together for your next comedian. It's Vishal Kondrasudram. Yay!
my gosh. Oh, one more time for Pam and everybody else. Yes. Yeah, I'm that guy that you see in college brochures. I'm the diversity. Yeah. I have that type of face. No. I get insulted on the street a lot, actually. Uh, someone called me a snowflake on the way here. Someone called me a snowflake. I'm like, how is that an insult? That is the cutest insult of all time, dude. Snowflake, that's what you call your daughter before you put her to bed, dude. Snowflake, what's next? I am sick and tired of all these millennial honey bunnies. <laughs> Top it off with a kiss on the cheek, why don't you? Man, I'm 26. My dating life is currently so messed up. I have hella people trying to marry me. My mom and my dad. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to have to choose. They're like, exactly, we're trying to choose for you. Uh oh. It's tough, man. My mom, uh, my mom is very into arranged marriage. The crazy thing is, I saw her watching a rom-com. I'm like, Mom, you don't believe in love? She's like, hey, I'm watching a fantasy movie. <laughs> Fine, I'll put on something more realistic like Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I bet my mom would love that. You know, that's all about a ring being forced onto a guy. <laughs> I would hate it. I'm curious, how many people are into, like, arranged marriage here? Who would get an arranged marriage? I'm curious. One person. Who is not into arranged marriage? Most of you and one dishonest person. All right. <laughs> What's crazy to me is Americans will shit on arranged marriage and then literally go on The Bachelor, dude. <laughs> Who do you want arranging your marriage, you know? Your parents are ABC, right? Your parents aren't going to throw in a hoe for drama. Um, my mom is very anti-physical stuff. Like, if she saw me even looking at an ankle, she'd be like, oh, you slut. My mom, actually, this is true, she invented social distancing, so you're welcome. But I feel like white people have the opposite problem. Like, my roommate's mom is so sexually open, right? Like, she'll call him up and just be like, hi, Henry. Just want to check up on you. Just want to make sure that you've been eating ass. It's really good. You should try it. And I'm like, dude, I would love if my mom and his mom, like, switched places for a week, you know, right? That'd be amazing, right? He'd come back like, dude, I didn't talk about sex at all for a week. It was great. And I'd be like, dude, your mom and I banged. It was great. And she ate my ass. It was sick, man. <laughs> He hates that joke. His name is Henry Baglietto. His mom's name is Nancy. He hates that joke. My friend Josh is here. He can attest it's true. <laughs> I live with white people, and um, there's some tension in the house sometimes because I don't know American stuff, and they give me shit for not knowing American stuff, which is weird. Like, literally this weekend, my roommate was like, dude, I can't believe you didn't know it was Easter, man. I was like, yo, I didn't grow up with that shit. I don't give you shit for not knowing when Krishna's birthday is. He was like, it's next week. I'm like, you know what? Maybe, honestly, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not religious. I tried to back out of it. I was like, oh, uh, I met my buddy Krishna from college. He's like, yeah, it's next week. I'm like, fuck, you're right. Man. I don't know. Sorry. All right. So I'm so sorry. I'll be a good boy from now on. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to stunt like I know how to have sex, though. I'm not going to say that I'm uh, good at it at all. I don't think it's possible for a guy to even know if he's good at sex. I think it's true. Uh, so I'm at the point in my life where I want to have a threesome, but the third person is just there to watch and give me notes, you know? 
a friggin' personal trainer, like literally a personal trainer for sex, a guy to just be like, give me three sets of 10, dude. I'm like, one, <laughs> two, three. I would do some, I would get on the ground like Peter if I could, but I don't know this mic. One. <laughs> the chick's just like, why is Ron Jeremy here? I'm like, he's my trainer, man. <laughs> Now, I don't know, uh, the stuff I don't know about sex is like what to say during sex. I have no idea what to say. So I, I this is true, I default to talking like a rapper. I don't know <laughs> if you guys do that at all. I just say stuff I hear in rap music, dude. I'm like, girl, I'm about to tear that ass up. I'm going to bust that pussy open. She's like, why are you so violent? Oh, my God. You know what I do think we need more of in sex, though, is the dog voice that women use. I think it's amazing, right? Oh, you guys know. Like, ex <laughs> how do you talk to dogs, ma'am? I'm curious. I need to hear this. Like, there's. <laughs> okay, all right. I mean, basically, it sounds like that. It sounds like boo, 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 which is what you just did. It'd be amazing during sex, right? Make things so much better, dude. I just want a chick to be like, aw, your widow dick doesn't work. <laughs> Does somebody have a widow erectile dysfunction? Here you go, boy. You get a tweet. It's a Viagra. There you go. Fun, fun, fun. Uh, I'll try out some new stuff if that's okay, Pam. Um, all right, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a liberal. I'm a progressive person. Um, but I think I'm beginning to understand, like, the conservative perspective a little bit more. Um, I realize I'm a liberal, but, like, when I'm tired or hungover, I think I become a conservative. Because I'm just like, God damn it, this protest is too loud. Ban all drugs, you know? I don't think uh, I don't think like you know conservatives are like bad people or anything. I think they're just like old and tired, you know. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like if I were an old person, I would not want me to come up to them and shout like, "Oh, Indian lives matter!" Like all this stuff. I would just go up to me and be like, "Dude, I would just I just want to die. How about no lives matter?" <laughs> okay, I said it was new. All right, all right. Uh, I'm sorry. We'll go back to the hits. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, Indian, I'm not religious, my parents are religious, this is true, they actually made me sit through a ritual for Krishna's birthday, it's a real thing, not my buddy, but God, <laughs> and, um, it was super boring, right, because I'm not religious, and you're just chanting in Sanskrit the whole time, and I'm like, yo, why can't religion be lit, dude, like, why can't it be fun for everybody, right, like, why can't my dad be like, it's Krishna's birthday, so let's get messed up, <laughs> I got his tickets to Vegas because Krishna loves the DJ Tiesto. <laughs> I don't know if I can do half my jokes now because I'm afraid of saying an F-bomb. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I said messed up. So, um, Man, what else is going on? Um, I, I wanted to do more new stuff for you guys. I, uh, oh, wow, thank you. Wow, what a nice crowd. Oh, I, I started reading this. Uh, I'm trying to read more productivity books. I just started reading this great productivity book. You might know it. You'll love it. It's called the AA Manual. <laughs> it's really good, man. I don't need the seven habits of highly effective people. I just need one habit. Stop getting trashed. <laughs> hey, all right. Hey, that worked. Ah! Wow. <laughs> I'm impressed myself. Oh, I've been meditating more, too. I've been meditating more, actually. Um... I just like breathe real deeply, close my eyes for a couple minutes, sit down, relax. Yeah. Um, 
If you want to try meditating more, too, I actually recommend this hot tip. Try getting IBS. I've been meditating like 12 times a day, bro. <laughs> I just eat an eat a ice cream and I meditate hella after. <sighs> <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> Um, I don't, yeah, wow, this is, this is fun. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, okay. One more thing. I, uh, I grew up in an Asian area. I grew up in an Asian area. You see a lot of weird names in an Asian area, because, like, like, in the 90s and stuff, immigrants wanted to, like, give their kids an American name, right? But they didn't know the culture. So they were like, yeah, I'll just pick the most popular name in the media and name my kids that. So I went to school with a skinny, Jap with a skinny Japanese kid named Tupac Kurosawa. <laughs> Someone named Monica Lewinsky Chang. <laughs> I'd be walking around like, oh shit, Tupac got shot by Biggie Smalls Nguyen. <laughs> it was fun, it was fun. Um, all right, I'm sorry, this is unprofessional. I want to look at my notes for one more new thing and then I'll get out of here. I don't know how much time I can do, Pam. One minute? Okay, all right, I'll make this worth it. Um, no, I won't make it worth it. All right, I'll say one thing, <laughs> which is... Um, yeah, there's a lot of uh, anti-Asian violence and stuff. That we, that's bad, right? It's very bad. I am personally glad there's no violence against Indian Americans right now, you know? Uh, partially because I think it'd be very difficult to protest for us. Uh, I don't think you could have a rally for Vishal Kalyana Sundaram. Be a very difficult rally to have, right? They'd be like, say his name. No. <laughs> say his name. How? <laughs> All right, thank you guys so much. I'm Syndrome! Yay! I think I finally learned how to say his name. Hooray! It only took me forever. It is hard. Names are weird. My name's easy. A lot of people, oh my name's Pam. Hi, everybody. A lot of people say that I look like Katherine Keener if she had a serious problem with cocaine. <laughs> and to that I say, I look nothing like Katherine Keener, <laughs> all right? Also, I can't afford cocaine. <laughs> I'm not Katherine Keener, <laughs> right? She's rich. Little pro tip before I bring up your next comic. You guys can write this down if you want. If you've been doing cocaine for more than 24 hours, you don't eat your boogers, you smoke them. You're welcome. Take note, write it down. Just pro tip from children that I've met. Cool. By that I mean anyone under 30. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I can't do cocaine anymore anyways because I'm too old. He also, Vishal was sniffing a little bit, and this is the time of year where we, last year at this time, we were like, ah, it's COVID. It used to be like, oh, it's allergies or cocaine addiction. We can't tell. <laughs> like, what are you sniffling about? None of the above. Ah. I wanted to, I have so many cats, and I wanted to take their fur, and I wanted to make them into yarn and then knit, like, masks for Etsy, you know, and sell them so that no one would know if you had an allergy or a cocaine problem. You'd just be sniffling all the time and sneezing. That'd be fun. All right, <laughs> thank you. Yay, you're laughing at my jokes too, yay. I'm really excited to bring up your next uh, comedian. The guy who was supposed to have a guest set didn't show up, right? The guy named Jeff from far away, didn't, none of him, he didn't, he doesn't exist. Okay, that's fine. 
Uh, your next comedian, he's one of my favorite people. I've known him for so many years. He's so funny. Everybody put your hands together. It's Gary Hughes. Yay! I know how to put it in. <laughs> I might have to do the set from inside. Y'all might have to just hear my voice. It's a little windy out here. A little chilly out here. Everybody good? You guys all right? You guys chill? Oh, what's up? Frost, I thought you was going on a bike ride. A little bike date over here. White people are so cool. I, I, they are. They're very cool people. I learned a lot about white culture. Um, I have white family members. Watched a lot of Disney Channel growing up. You know, like when you watch uh, movies and shows growing up and you kind of embrace that culture and then you take it to school with you i realized i did that growing up uh, i realized white people love food fights from their movies they a lot of food fights i was like i'm gonna bring this to my school <laughs> i'm gonna do a food fight i went to the school the next day and i told my homie dave I was like yo bro at lunch i'm about to start a food fight he said we already do those i was like for real he's like yeah we do them behind the school at the end of the day but it's like a one-on-one i was like what a one-on-one food fight hell yeah sign me up so sign me up, bro. And I get there, I get there, and uh, it was me and this other dude, and they put a burrito right there. And I'm like, oh, it's like a dodgeball food fight. I was like, so we got to race to the burrito and throw it. I'm thinking that in my head. And he was like, all right, y'all ready? And he's like, go. And I ran to the burrito, and this dude punched me so hard. <laughs> I was so confused. And I realized that we were having the same, we were having a different food fight. He, we were, he was fighting for the food. I was like, oh, that's what we do at our school. We fight for the food. But on Disney Channel movie, they were throwing food at each other. Fuck, man, different food fights, man. Oh, yeah, my bad. Too many of <laughs> Sorry. I'm a product of my environment. What can I say? I watch a lot of BET as well. <laughs> I'm pretty sad about DMX. I have nothing to say about that. It was more of like just in my inner thoughts. But let's keep going, man. I, I did some snowboarding before the season was out. Definitely did some snowboarding. Speaking of white culture, I definitely did some snowboarding, man. I had to do that. Uh, we went to kick it at Donner Lake. Anybody know about Donner Lake? Anybody know about the Donner Group? Anybody you know, you know, know a little bit? Oh, man, Donner Group, man. I, I'll tell anybody who don't. They uh, they came during the gold rush from the Midwest, about like 80, probably 90 of them. Uh, got stuck in those mountains in the winter and had to resort to cannibalism to, su to survive, some of them. Uh, I started thinking, like, you ever be on a road trip with some family members and they just be annoying the whole time? Do you think that's the people they chose? Like, how do you know who they chose? You didn't even know you was being annoying the whole trip, the whole Oregon Trail, you being annoying. And then, like, now they like, yo, we got to, Eat people to survive, and now you quiet in the motherfucker, boy. You quiet. You nice, too. You giving everybody foot rubs. You try over there whispering about. <laughs> Dang, that's bad. I think, I, I don't know. I think I could probably eat somebody. If I had to. If I had to. If I had to cook somebody, eat somebody. It'd be cool. If, like, if minorities started resorting to cannibalism, I think white people should hide. <laughs> go to a barbecue spot. I'm like, let me get a uh, Karen plate. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think I get my sides to be mashed potatoes and 
But let me get some Karen ribs. <laughs> I want Karen ribs. Comedy's interesting. Try to make cannibalism humorous. It's kind of like it's kind of it's kind of difficult, you know. I don't know how to explain that. Because people think just to resort to cannibalism, you think they automatically think you have to kill a human. I, let me get off this topic. <laughs> I feel like I'm reading out of a. I'm like shivering and I'm like talking. <laughs> like, this is not good, guys. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. So, I have a color kind of color a color joke. You guys, can I run it by you guys? Is that okay? All right. Um, I don't want to offend you, but when people call Asian people yellow. I want to ask you that. It's offensive, right? Is it offensive or no? It is offensive. Oh, you, well, you said yes. You saying depends on who you... Okay. I'm not being offensive, so I just want to say that beforehand. <laughs> so here it is. When I was younger, this whiter than white person said I was blacker than black. So I told my yellower than yellow friend... And we went and found this redder than redder person. This is a stupid joke. Never mind. <laughs> this is like going to be my version of aristocrats. Like, if, if any comedians know, the <laughs> this is supposed to be my version. I need to build this up. I said this to someone earlier. I said the whiter than whiter. I said the blacker than blacker. As soon as I said the yellow, I said, no, fam, don't say that. I was like, yo, that what? Is that offensive? I was like, oh, man, I'm so sorry. So, I yeah, I apologize. So I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> I like saying sorry. Sorry, sorry. Is, I grew up saying sorry. They teach you sorry as like a clean slate. Like you just say sorry and you get a fresh start. Like okay, I'm sorry. I apologize. It's done. Like my brother, he got caught by my mom having sex in her bed. And uh, I remember him telling me he was like he was doing it doggy style. Right, I'm not cursing. He was doing it doggy style. And my mother comes in the room, and he said, he just looked at her and said, I'm sorry. And she closed the door. And that second, clean slate. He had a clean slate. I was like, yo, how'd you do, what? <laughs> I used to hear my brother have sex all the time with his girlfriend. It's cool. <laughs> I just I'm reminiscing. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to reminisce on my brother's sex <laughs> moments. You know, my, bro my brother passed away. My brother passed away. Uh, bless his soul. He, he's gone. He's gone. Um, but I remember when, when someone's passed away, you had to clean up all the, you know, you go through all this stuff. And we found these, like, freaky pictures his girlfriend gave to him or his ex, like Polaroids of her. And my mother was like, we should put it in the casket with him. <laughs> I was like, I think we should, yeah. <laughs> should definitely put these in the casket with him. But we did it, and I just have them now. I just have pictures of this of this lady and my brother's penis. This lady's face and my brother's penis in this picture. And I'm just looking at the picture like, my brother, oh, oh, my brother. Man, it's a big vein. I definitely didn't take that side. We had different fathers, so I understand why that, I just try to compare. I'm, I just, I'm, I'm just saying I always look up to my brother, even when he's deceased. I'm always looking up for <laughs> for some advice. I'm not good with sex. I think my li my libido's kind of going down because my girlfriend said I don't have much. I don't engage sexually as much. So I so I took a testosterone test. I uh, went to the doctor, and I don't know if anyone's ever done that. I got my results back, 
the normal range is like from two hundred to like seven ninety nine. I was at like a two ninety eight, and a doctor was like, "You're fine." I was like, "Yo, on my testosterone, like my gaslight is on. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what am I supposed to do?" I'm at 298. I don't know what to do, man. <laughs> so my girlfriend suggests therapy. I was like, to have sex with you? You think I need therapy? What am I supposed to, what am I supposed to unpackage some, like, my, my daddy issues? Will make me want to have sex with you more? I don't, I don't get it, man. I don't know. I've had, I mean, I've had testosterone shots before. I, it, was, it was on accident. From Kaiser, um, they said I had a thyroid issue one time, and it was like your testosterone is low, so you got to come back tomorrow. And I came back, and a lady had the syringe. And uh, anybody know where you get your testosterone at? Where they inject you at? Yeah, I didn't. I had no idea. It was I didn't know. I had no idea. It was the buns, man. It was in the buns. So I was trying to convince the lady. I was like, Hey, do you guys like you guys like have like a, a peel or anything like that, or a patch? And the lady was very irritated, but she didn't understand that I've spent like 20-something years of my life without having shots in my butt. And I didn't, if I could go the rest of my life without having shots in my butt, I would like to. But um, anyway, I got the shot. I got the shot in my butt. And um, yeah, and they was like, yeah, come back every week and get this shot in your butt. I was like, oh, man, come on. All right, I'm just, I'm just annoyed that Kaiser did that to me. Because it turned out my testosterone wasn't low. But you're supposed to check testosterone in the morning, early in the morning. That's why guys wake up with boners because your testosterone is at this peak in the morning. And they checked mine in the afternoon. And so, yeah, I should have sued them. Because I was, like, breaking, like, lead pencils and all kind of stuff that day. And I was so tripped out about it. I was like, I can't write nothing. Every pencil I use, it breaks. I really want to work out that color joke. <laughs> I really wrote that on Bart today. I was really h- proud of myself, you know. Stupid Gary. Uh, oh, okay, cool. Uh, well, let's see. We're supposed to leave you guys with a joke, all right? So uh, let's do this. Let's do this. One joke, one joke. Uh, last year, I do. Uh, uh, last year, I caught chlamydia. Give a round of applause to Pam Benjamin. My name is Gary Hughes. Thank you so much. Gary Hughes, everybody. Yay, Gary Hughes. Just for the record, I never, I've never given anyone chlamydia. I've only had one STD in my whole life, and I got it from my first marriage. I don't know if anybody else is married. But I did. I got my first SD for my first marriage. Uh, it was sexually transmitted debt. That's what you get when you get married. Just so you know, it's just a contract. It has nothing to do with love. <laughs> it's just sexually transmitted debt. All right, we have a we have a guest set here before our headliner. Um, just to let you know our headliner. She's all the way from San Diego. She's super amazing. But this guy Jeff Surf, who I was supposed to give a guest set to, he didn't show up. So you know who did. He's a tall drink of water. He's a good friend of mine. Put your hands together for Luke Moore. Yay! Hello, one and all, Mutiny Radio. Good to see you. My name is Luke Moore. I was a household name 
in the house that I grew up in. Oh, Luke Moore? Yeah, I know him. He's my son. I named him that. Um, uh, My name is Luke Moore, and I take note of anyone who calls me Luke Less. I remember you. So if you're going to do your funny joke where you call me Luke Less, you're, you're on my list. You don't want to be on my list. Some of you are on my list. Um, I'm a narcissist. My pronouns are me, 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 me. You know what they say, killing half the soldiers, that's half the battle. And then killing the other half of the soldiers is the other half of the battle. I've been trying to do some adulting lately. That's what I call having sex with other adults. Oh. Um, it's true what they say. Blondes have more fun. But uh, albinos? Now, now they have a blast. When they're with me. Bring me your albinos. Um, I I'm happy, at, uh, you know, being at Mutiny Radio as always. It's like the f- best place to be. Uh, I love it. It's like it's like the best pirate radio station comedy club. This side of the Mississippi, at least. You know, it's always this side of the Mississippi, never that side of the Mississippi. You know, I want to go to that side of the Mississippi. I think they have a better, they have a better everything. <laughs> My gramps grew up in Faraday, Louisiana, which is on the Mississippi. So that expression doesn't really mean much to him. You know, the best whatever on this side of the Mississippi. It's like, well, just go across town. You know, bikes be blowing over and shit. San Francisco with this crazy weather. Only in San Francisco, right? With the weather and the bikes and the and the gravity. You know, society, you know, we did it. You know, we uh we were warned not to. We were warned not to listen to mumble rap. And we did, myself included. We uh, we gave way to the mumble rap, and we listened to it, and we let it affect us. And y- you know what the result is? The first ever mumble president was elected. <laughs> and yeah, he's just uh, he's just like a mumble rapper. He's on Percocets. He's horny all the time. Nothing wrong with that. Either one, you know. I mean, we all like Percocets, right? And you know what? We need to quit being so repressed and admit that, guess what? We're all horny, too. 100% of the time. And, yeah, not just me, I know. And, yeah, I don't know. People will criticize President Biden because he's horny, but it's like there's worse things, you know. There were like, And you know what? Him being horny isn't like 
you know, it, what? You know, it, it probably helped us get Kamala Harris. I mean, you know, we knew he wasn't going to pick. We knew Joe Biden wasn't going to pick Bernie. <laughs> he wasn't going to pick Bernie. Ugh, no. Bernie Sanders. Not enough hair to smell. It's not enough. He want to smell that forehead. What does what Bernie Sanders' forehead smell like? Grease. I don't know. Maybe it smells okay. Now, Kamala Harris from Oakland. Her hair smells like hot sauce. And that's all Joe Biden can smell. Because he's old. Um, Folks, you know, I am from Texas. No offense. I am from Texas. I, I, I offend people like on accident, just like talking, you know. Like I learned the hard way. If you say the word queer with a southern accent, it becomes offensive again. Queer. <laughs> no, I didn't mean it like that. I want my jokes to be enjoyed by everybody, if I'm being honest. You know, L, G, B, T, Q, plus, sized, models, you know, everybody. <laughs> I, uh, I had this uh, co-worker from Costa Rica, and he found out I did comedy. And he told me, and he said, Luke, so I found uh, I found out you do the laughs. And I said, the laughs? Yeah, yeah, I do the laughs. So I like to call this doing the laughs. And, uh, you know, I, I asked myself, like, why do I want to do the laughs, you know? Do I want attention? Do I want free food from Asiento on Wednesdays? Yes, I do. <laughs> I want the ceviche. I will do comedy. And, you know, why else? So uh, for the dogs, for the doggies, outdoor comedy. I don't know. There's a lot of, there's a lot of good reasons to do comedy. Uh, but, uh, okay. I don't know. But most of all, because I'm horny. Huh? Okay. My, uh, you ever, like, ask a horny question on accident? And someone's like, why'd you ask that? I did that one time. I was, like, <laughs> I was learning, learning not to be horny. I was, like, 11 or 12. And uh, I was at my Momo's house, and Momo had a picture of, like, her her like you know niece's niece or something and she was graduating high school and I thought she was hot I said uh and I just had this burning question you know I said Momo uh so who is this like in relation to me like is this you know <laughs> this my uh I know it's not my sister but you know and Momo was real quick she's like Luke this is your second cousin so yes it's legal and that's how I learned not to be horny, because it was embarrassing. 
Okay, uh, thank you. Luke Moore. Good night. That was lovely. He was from Texas. Our, our, our headliner's actually from Texas as well. And before I get to that, w uh, we've got this. Look at me Look at me figuring this all out. Uh, this is a bucket. And um, when you put money in it, it makes places like this exist. Oh, my gosh. We made it through COVID. Yay. We're all still alive. Yay. Um, so, yeah, Mutiny Radio, we're here. And we promote free speech and radical self-expression in the mission. And putting money into the bucket really helps. And it, you can always Venmo us, too, at Mutiny Radio. And it's the one with the Burt and Ernie logo. Don't ask. It just, just know we're all friends. And <laughs> it's a Burt and Ernie logo. But uh, money is good, and it helps because um, that's, what, that's what makes the world go round in a capitalist society. Hooray! I'm a call me pinko liberal. Yay! Actually, I'm really, really excited because I got called for jury duty. Like, I got my stuff in the mail, and this makes me, no, super excited. Because the last time I went to jury duty, I passed out flyers to everyone. And I got to stand up on the stage or whatever. I don't think it's called a stage. I don't know. But they were like, juror number 12. <laughs> what's your name and what do you do? And I was like, I'm Pam Benjamin, and I'm a stand-up comedian that owns a free speech radio station in San Francisco. And they were like, we'd like to excuse Juror 12. <laughs> I, didn't even, I didn't even have to tell them I was a communist. It's so easy. It's like, it was fun. But I get to go on the third. I'm really excited. I'm going to call in. Hopefully, hopefully I make the cut, you know? Because I'm like, God, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. $11 a day for lunch. $11 a day for lunch. That's going to be great. Cool. All right. Our headliner, she's amazing. She's from San Diego, and she's been doing shows with Mutiny Radio all week. You're amazing for holding fast in the cold. Uh, just remember, like, uh, shivering burns calories, and so it's going to, you'll, it means you can have another beer later. You're going to burn it off. Uh, she's super hilarious. You're going to love her. Put your hands together for Lauren Jameson. Yay! Oh, wow. Look at this. You know, my mom always told me, honey, don't end up on a street corner. <laughs> it's a good thing she's all the way in Texas, isn't here to witness this. Yeah, she also told me to never just shoot up either. But I got vaccinated the other day, so whoopsie mama. Here we go again. Uh, this mic has already given me consent before all of you arrive, so we'll just... I think Mark had the same one. Did y'all see Mark had the same one? You can actually get these, uh, like a, a two in a pack. You know, why don't they have condoms like that? Yeah, these little dental dams sure are cute. It's like a little shower cap for my Mike here. He's a special boy, Mike. He is. He's, he's been my boyfriend through the whole pandemic. Just me doing shows for myself in my house, which is not my car anymore, by the way. Yeah, I like Mike, baby, because you know what, ladies? He don't talk back. Yeah. I can always hear the sound of my own voice on him. And he's never asked to be measured. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, this is a nice little treat away from Zoom. Yay! Clap for that. It's a Paw Patrol party. It's yappy hour, too. Is anybody having a cocktail that's warming them up? I'm not, unfortunately. Uh, no one's offered to buy me one yet. Things, things are done a little differently down in the South. 
Uh, but yeah, if you're planning on buying me a drink tonight, just put whatever money you were planning on into the jar, okay? Because I don't think drinks are very cheap here. Huh? Yeah, I'm so happy not to be doing comedy on Zoom tonight. Yes. For one, you have to have things like Wi-Fi and, and computers. It's not fun doing a comedy show on your cell phone. They're like, would you just stabilize that damn thing? And then all of a sudden, boom, right when you deliver the punchline, freeze. Wait, why aren't they laughing? Why, why aren't they laughing? I don't understand. I don't get it. Like, oh, because I'm frozen in time. Great. Zoom is the new Botox, y'all. Just boom, right? Snapshot, that's how she goes. It's, yeah, it's $11.99 a month. I did finally take the plunge and buy me an upgraded Zoom account, and we'll get to that in a minute. So Zoom, yeah. I don't know if any of y'all did. Uh, I certainly didn't. I wish I'd gotten ahead of the curve. I'm kicking my tuchus that I didn't buy any shares in this company. No? Like, this is San Francisco. I thought y'all were all about that stuff. Where was my intel? Huh? No one gave me a heads up. Because, yeah, let me tell you, after shows with comedians, that's exactly what we're doing in the back, right? We're sharing uh, secrets on how we can build our portfolios. Uh-huh, right? Uh, you ever heard the one about the stand-up comedian investing in stocks? Kind of like the one about the stand-up comedian who has health insurance. <laughs> that one, too. Nah, me neither. Those are always good ones. Uh, yeah, Zoom, dude. What about that guy, if y'all have jobs? I hope you do. Make me jealous. Hmm? Uh, yeah, jobs. Uh, if you've been on uh, a rem in remote world and doing this, like like we've had to do comedy on Zoom, um, what about that guy, I swear, I'm going to kill him, that still cannot figure out how to unmute himself? Oh, my God. Bro, we've been at this a year. <laughs> Come on. You know, we're professional Zoomers now, all right? Like, step aside, Gen Z, okay? Because baby Zoomers is the new generation, all right? Yeah, I feel like like Twitch has become a part of my life, too. That's how, that's how far it's gone. Like, I'm a comedian on Twitch. I'm not even a gamer. But with Zoom, <laughs> with Zoom yeah, I'm like a professional gamer who's really good at conference calls and webinars now. So you didn't have to go to college for that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or to be a comedian, for that matter. <laughs> yeah, or a real estate agent, or a janitor at a yoga studio, or a nanny. Uh, yeah, I actually picked up a gig while I was here, you know? I flipped on the Uber app, and I was like, hey, I'll drive your car. I need to, uh, this Airbnb just got real expensive. Yeah, my, my situation, I was telling one of the other comedians, I was staying out in the burbs in an area called Orinda. Ooh, fancy, huh? Yeah, um... That didn't work out very well. I didn't get invited to those threesomes. Someone was talking about threesomes earlier. Yeah, I didn't get to be the one to insert myself and be the coach, the personal trainer. That's what Shaw was talking about, right? That would be a cool job, right? Being the cheerleader in a, in a threesome. Like, no, you're not doing it right. No, 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 wait, a little to the left. Um, no, okay, okay, just right there, just right there. Just for the camera, do good, do good, do good. Okay, because everyone's on OnlyFans now, right? Right? Oh. Oh, why are you looking at him? What's going on, girl? Tell me your count. Tell me your count. No, I need somebody to, to be my personal trainer for OnlyFans. Teach me the way, okay? 
I was living in Mexico at the end of last year. Things got a little bit too tough for me in downtown San Diego, where I'm currently based. So I packed up the car and I headed south to Mexico. Let me tell you something. I'm from Texas originally, and I need for everyone to know that I did it before Ted Cruz. All right? I went to Mexico first. Yes. And I was really jealous, though, because I don't know where he found someone to give him those braid thingamajigs. You know? Yeah, so um, I'm Lauren Jameson. <laughs> where are my manners? I didn't introduce myself. <laughs> they call me Kosher Barbie. Mucho gusto. It's about all the Spanish I learned down there. I was living with a Ukrainian family, okay? So not as planned. Didn't learn all the Espanol I was planning to. Um, why do they scream at each other all day long? My God. It's like, this is a telenovela? I don't understand. I'm not dialed in. Uh, so, yeah, I am from the great lone star state of Texas. Star state of Texas. Star Spangled Banner. Yeehaw. Uh, where I grew up, a lone star of David Jew. Howdy. Shalom. Howdy. Shalom. Shabbat shalom. Oh, my God. It's Friday. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Yeah. Uh, uh, almost. We're getting there. I can't even feel my face right now. I'm so cold. <laughs> and for once, it's not because of cocaine. God, there's a lot. There's, I know. Who's packing? That does not make you warmer. Scotch does. No, not on the cocaine. Yeah. It was always snowing in the holy city where I, where I used to party. Uh, yeah, so in Texas, there's not a lot of blonde, blue-eyed Jews, you can imagine. Um, I feel like, oh, this is going to get dark. Um, that back in the day, in WW2, I might have just made the cut in the lineup. <laughs> Buck? Yeah. Oh, it's a Lebensborn child. Yes, she looks good. Next. I. I tried to go to the Contemporary Jewish Museum today. It was closed, but I did go to the MoMA. So these boots were made for walking, dude. Holy crap. That thing had seven floors. That's what 25 bucks gets you. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm out of steam. On, I'm, we've only made it to the fifth. Like, I got two more to go. Like, no, but you paid 25 bucks for this. You are fucking going through all of seven floors. You are. And then you're going to walk that mile and a half back. And, yeah, I mean, it's been pretty great. Like, there's no great, better commute for a comedian who gets to just walk to their shows. Like, that's pretty, pretty awesome. I'm saving on gas. Um, by the way, if anyone wants me to drive their car later, I am a designated driver. And that is because I am sober. Yep, I have been almost two years now. Sober, senorita. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I um, hope that's not the biggest clap of my set. <laughs> I wish your laughs paid my rent, too. Claps and laughs pay the rent. Mm -hmm. Your opinions definitely don't <laughs> tell you that much. Uh, yeah, you know, anxiety kind of spiked just a little bit during the pandemic. Did everybody else manage to stay calm and at peace this last year? Huh? I mean, maybe those on OnlyFans just cashing out left and right. God. Just like, come on, Lauren, just dive in, you know? What else did I do, pandemic projects? I started a podcast. Oh, the shame, I know. You know, some people, some people, uh, they shouldn't have children. And then some people shouldn't have podcasts either. I think I feel like we have enough of both <laughs> in this world. Oh uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, I had a birthday too a couple weeks ago. That was exciting to make it to that um, because I turned thirty. 
<laughs> seven. Yes, equally as awesome. Um, yeah, so like I said, I got vaccinated for my birthday. It just kind of happened to hit like around the same time. Well, no one was throwing me a party. Uh, so I was a little on the fence about the vaccine, mainly because my right wing family uh, conspiracy theorists were sending me articles that the vaccine makes you sterile. Well, uh, in that case, I'm all in. <laughs> Really? Well, well, so you mean to tell me it's a twofer? That not only is it going to protect me against the virus, but also the motherhood? Yeehaw! I mean, come on, man. No babies, no babies, no babies. Remember that show back in the day? Maybe it'll age me a little more. Press your luck. No whammies, no whammies, no whammies. Press your luck. Yes. So I realized this uh, as a child goes by. Hello, little puppet. Go home to your mother. Um, yeah, that uh, all of those days from bad boyfriends and one night stands, um, I had to always pay for the morning after pill, that 50 bucks. That one little pill costs, that costs more than Molly, okay? How? I mean, it's, and then I guess in retrospect, it's not very expensive for the cost of a child, but uh, I was always footing the bill for that. San Diego men, God. I guess we could give it a try here on NorCal, see if uh, things change, but no, because I've been vaccinated, right? We don't need to do that anymore. This is plan A now, everyone. Ladies, no more plan B, okay? Just sit down and shut up and shoot up, all right? Get the vax. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeehaw, baby, weehaw. Boots on the ground, steers and queers. That's right, all my family thinks now that I'm back in California, they're like, oh, the devil's got her now. Oh my God, we'll be praying for her. I'm like, I used to do cocaine off toilet seats in strip clubs, <laughs> Aunt Katie, Aunt Katie May. You think that, yeah, yeah, I'm just gonna be, no. Now I'm sober in California. I didn't see that one coming. Hit me like a freight train. That's another thing about the vaccine. I'm listening to people are like, well, no, I can't put that in my body. It's just too soon. I have no idea what's in it. I'm like, same thing. You were right there on the other side of that gram bag doing the cocaine on the toilet seat with me. I think we've done worse. <laughs> well, I'm a vegan now. <laughs> I just don't pollute myself that way. So no, I'm not getting vaccinated. Okay, fine. Yeah, um, so I've been super healthy for the most part. Uh, no COVID here. Um, I don't know why I started talking like I'm from Minnesota. I just don't know why that just came out like that. That, that happens a lot. It's apparently something I used to do when I was drunk, would start talking in random accents, but I guess I do it when I'm sober too. So let's just go with it. So yeah, but I'm suffering a little bit from something else. Um, I don't know who can relate. Any single people here in the audience? I don't feel, no, nobody's single? Okay, okay, okay. Thank you for volunteering your hand and making me not feel so alone, because that's what single life is, alone. Uh, yeah, it's called the mandemic. All right, and that basically constitutes me trying to find the one in this crazy shit. We're almost there. We're almost out of the sequel, I feel like. We're, we're, gonna, we're making way. It's been a glacial pace, hasn't it? Just, uh, yeah, the, the pace of a slug. Uh, so, mandemic, um, challenges include, but are not limited to, unemployment, stalking, 
and sexy accents. Damn it. Well, no, darling, I don't have a job. But that's why I have the time to troll your Instagram all day long. Oh, really? And darling, do you think we could use your Zoom account for our first date? Because mine's going to cut off in 40 minutes. Mine's a basic account. Yeah, you bet your ass you're basic. You're trying to tell me we're going to go Dutch on our communication methods already? We haven't even met. Why don't you offer to like send me Postmates to the door before we get on screen? Eh, not a bad idea. But then this smart blonde realized I'd have to give him my address for that. Uh, no, bad plan, bad plan. Um, but yes, I have managed to stay very healthy because I, um, I'm sober and I feel like my immune system has just gotten a little bit more strong. If I was doing what I was doing back almost two years ago, oh, I would have been the super spreader of the world. That there's no, there's no doubt. Hey, uh, Mutiny Radio, if you're healthy and you're well, cough and sneeze. Y'all weren't listening. Just doing a little wellness check. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yes, uh, I, I'm on J swipe that that's where we're starting this little Jew. Yeah. Jewish girls on the J swipe. Um, I, I can't seem to foot the, the 1499. Um, so I guess I'm a basic account too. <laughs> Shit. So yeah, if we get 1499 in tips tonight, I promise I will put that fund towards my future husband. Well, that's kind of why I wanted to go to the Contemporary Jewish Museum today. I was like, oh, he's there. He's going to be there. I know it. And then I was like, wah, wah, like no dogs allowed. Like, sorry, we're closed. They reopen on April 17th, by the way. Maybe I should extend my trip just for that. If anyone wants to sponsor me. <laughs> no, actually, I already got, right? Only fans, let's do it tonight in my Airbnb. Yeah, sponsors. Uh, I already got me one of those. And uh, in San Diego, where I currently live, to me, before I entered into recovery, I'm not going to say what that's called, but it starts with the letter A, ends with the letter A. You guys do the math. I didn't say it, though. Yeah, with, um, with <laughs> yeah. In, uh, in recovery, though, you get a person uh, that's supposed to help you stay sober. You know, kind of like, like an angel on planet Earth for you to, to help you not fuck up anymore, all right? So, but in my mind, I'm thinking a sponsor, like I go by textbook definitions. It means a fine, this is a person that, it, that pays you. It involves a financial exchange, okay? So I'm like, well, in San Diego, all my friends, I have friends that have sponsors, like they get really cool surfboards and, and bikinis and, and sunglasses just for like looking cute. Like, yeah, yeah, sign me up for that. I want one of those. Uh, I'm thinking this person is probably going to throw me a few hundy when I'm short on rent. Perfect. Love it. Lahayim. So that is not what it is at all, turns out. This person won't even, like, take me out for coffee or um, lunch or have sex with me when I'm sad. <laughs> In fact, the only monetary thing that's involved is they give you these little coins that are different colors, <laughs> and they have no monetary value whatsoever. And this little Jewish girl's bummed because there's not even any chocolate inside. <laughs> not fair. Well, ladies, gentlemen, and all the undecided, 
Y'all have been amazing tonight. I have been Kosher Barbie. Y'all have been a great audience. This has been a blast. And uh, I'd love to talk to you after the show. I've been vaccinated, so you can come at least three feet within my aura. Okay? All right, y'all. Have a great night. Be safe. Be well. Give it back to Pam Benjamin. Kosher Barbie. Hooray. All right. Oh, that's how that's how microphones work. Um, this has been really amazing. I'm so glad that you've all been here tonight. Um, I have this little jar over here of money. We're gonna sort of like play some music for a minute, and then I don't know if people are like, you have comedy pneumonia. Ah, we got a bunch of comedians. Uh, at eight o'clock, we're just gonna kind of start an open mic. If it's too crazy cold outside, like legally, we're allowed to have 15 people inside. So it depends. Comfortability, I mean, it's just, it's like comfortability of inside versus the freezing elements. So it's, I mean, who knows how people feel. But we can just keep it going outside if that's cool. We'll discuss while the music is playing. But thank you all for being here. Oh, thank you for, it's all, the wind is just too aggressive. It's just so, here's my big questions. Why can't Californians have guns? Because they're always triggered. Waka, waka, waka. Ah. Okay, so we're going to, I've been your host, Pam Benjamin. This has been, you clap it up for all the comedians you saw tonight. This has been amazing. Yay. And uh, we're going to sort of figure out what's going to happen. But at 8 o'clock, we do have a bunch of comedians that want to go up. And thanks for being here. Yay.